Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, more of Hockey Sense with Andy Strickland. All right, back here on Hockey Sense. Great to have you with us, as always. Um... Listen, Bernie Miklas comes up next, as you know. Uh, game four of the Panthers and the Golden Knights tomorrow night. We'll see if uh, Florida's able to you know, win another game and, uh, and, and take things back to Vegas all tied up at two. I said coming into the series that are uh, coming into these uh, games three and games four that they would split these next two games and Vegas would have an opportunity to clinch the cup on home ice. We'll see if that stands true. Hard, hard, tough loss last night for for Vegas. All right, John Kelly, longtime voice of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, this guy's been broadcasting longer than people would even know. I mean, he goes way, way back. I mean, they show like old school videos of the Blues broadcast, and you're like, wow, you know, you're looking at these guys. And John Kelly's calling the games, man. This guy's been at it for such a long time, and uh, he joins us now once again here on Hockey Sense. JK, always a pleasure. Thanks for doing this, as always. No problem, Andy. You make it sound like I'm 90 years old, though. I mean, only I'm only 62. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, but how many how many years, though? We're, we're, we're beyond 30, correct? Yeah, I started with the Blues in 19, the year after my dad passed away in 1989. So been really blessed and lucky to to have this run and uh, still love it today. So um, it's been a lot of fun, obviously. Hey, real quick, were you able to watch the game last night? And, and, and I know you're catching whatever hockey you can watch right now, but I just want to get your take on it with, uh, with Vegas and you know how impressive they've been and they've had the advantage over a lot of other teams in terms of how they've been able to build the roster and getting all these draft picks and turning those draft picks into you know big time players uh like a jack eichel for example and some of the other guys that they brought on board they signed petrangelo obviously in free agency but they put together a hell of a roster man that is a really really good team johnny i love watching them play how about you yeah, it's you know in some respects, Andy, um, they're they're similar to the Blues in '19 in that they're a four-line team that's a very physical team and has a really good defense. Um, obviously, the Blues with Bennington, it's a different story than than Hill and um, things like that. But you know, Florida stole that game last night. Obviously, Bobrovsky was just out of his mind, and you know, Barbashev hits the crossbar in the third period. It could have made it a two-goal game. And then, of course, Matthew Kachuk scores another huge goal. Um, but it gets the Panthers back in the series. But, you know, they're still in trouble to me because uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have been the better team in every game. So Florida needs to find another level. And the other thing with them, to me, two things, Andy, and I know you agree, it's pretty obvious they've got to stay out of the penalty box. They, they're taking, you know, crazy undisciplined penalties and they have to get to the inside against that big, big defense. And that's a lot easier said than done. So if they don't do both of those things, uh, play more disciplined hockey and get to the inside, I can't see them winning the series. All right, a couple things. First off, Barbashev. It's always interesting, 
Johnny, when you see a player like him now be on the big stage, although he's been on the big stage before with the Blues, but, you know, his role, even though we all know how important he was to the Blues' success, his role with Vegas is certainly different than it was with the Blues in 2019, even though he had a major role with the Blues during that playoff run. And you can make the case that the Blues don't win the Cup without players like him and Sunquist and the impact they had on the team overall. Um but this 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 guy brings so much to the table, Johnny. I mean, you you watch him now in another uniform. I don't want to say you appreciate him differently, but he he is so good, and and the entire league is now taking notice of just how good he is. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with 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 Ivan Andy and you you know is that he's so versatile. You can use him as a third line left winger, third line center, or move him up your lineup. I mean, he's playing on the top line right now with with the Vegas Golden Knights and doesn't look out of place. And, you know, he's so physical. He just plays the right way. He plays winning hockey, um, doesn't really make many mistakes at all, and he can chip in. He's having a great year um, point-wise in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So um, he, he's going to cash in this summer, Andy, with a big deal because, as we know, he's an unrestricted free agent. But, you know, he's and off the ice, he's a, he's a really nice guy, and, and the players love him. Um, good family guy, so um, I'm really happy for, for Ivan, and, you know, I, I think, honestly, you know, when he first came up to the Blues, and I'm not, you know, sure exactly when it when it was, Andy, what, seven or eight years ago, you sort of thought, well, he'll be a nice third-line, you know, left winger that bangs and stuff, but he certainly has grown as a player and it's certainly a lot more than just a third-line winger. You know, I'm seeing some of these lists, and people are asking, you know, who's some of the most overrated Stanley Cup champions? And, you know, like, people are trying to put St. Louis on this list. And, I'm, and, and I, you know, it's like, look at all these players, J.K., who were on that team who are now playing on different teams and how good those players are, whether it's a Petro, Barbashev, who we just talked about, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Joel Edmondson. I mean, you can go up and down the list. I mean, you don't think about it at the time, but obviously they won the Cup. It wasn't a fluke in terms of how they played and who they beat and winning a Game 7 on the road in Boston. But that was an unbelievable group of players just in terms of how talented they are. All you have to do is look at the players who have gone on to other teams and how they impact their teams. Yeah, and another guy, Andy, is Jake Allen, right, yeah. who's, who's done really well with the Canadians. So you're right. I, I think that people get fooled because they might look at that roster and, and say, well, there's not really a superstar or a surefire Hall of Famer on that list. Obviously, a lot of the players are still going to play for a while, and you never know if a player like Petrangelo you know, is a Hall of Famer or, yeah. or O'Reilly, but um, there's no guarantee any of those players would be Hall of Famers. Um, but I think as a group, they were, they were a great group of players, obviously, and lines deep and they just played a, a really almost a perfect team game in the second half of that season and that's why they won. Yeah I didn't bring up Bo Meester obviously who who retired and Vladimir Tarasenko who obviously uh, had an incredible run here in, in St. Louis. Real quick you mentioned it I've talked about it on a number of different shows uh, Petrangelo I mean, if he wins a second cup you, you combine what he's done as an NHL player uh, with what he's accomplished on the international stage. Now, he's never been up for an individual award, so if you value that, you can certainly put that into the equation. But, you know, I mean, he wins a second cup here. He certainly is put, building quite the case and quite the resume. With the franchise, who knows the way that they're built, Johnny, and, and how aggressive they are. They may end up winning another one down the road. Do you do you do you, do you put him as a Hall of Famer yet? Do you need to see more? Like, what would you? How would you answer that question? 
Yeah, I mean, as I said, I, you know, there's not a guarantee, but certainly um, he, he's tracking that way, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a defenseman that comes to mind that, you know, is a Hall of Famer that didn't have big numbers and, and to my knowledge, wasn't a finalist for any of the big awards is Kevin Lowe, right? Yeah. Now, Kevin Lowe won, was it six cups, Andy? Yeah, I five believe? or six, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, to me, Stanley Cup's, um, are, are sort of the deal breaker. And, you know, if a player, you know, on the Hall of Fame committee is sort of even with another player in terms of credentials and stats and things like that, if you've won Stanley Cups, to me, that is the, the difference maker. So I, I certainly put a lot of stock in that. And you're right. If, if Alex wins a cup this year or, and, or wins another one or who knows how many, um, then, then certainly he would be a strong candidate if he's not already um, trending that way. All right. A few more things with John Kelly before uh, we, we, we talk about Darren Pang. Um, the Blues obviously having three first-round picks. You know, I, I've said it a couple times now, Johnny, it would not surprise me if Doug Armstrong shakes things up a little bit this offseason. I mean, I know they're tempering expectations regarding the playoffs and all that, but, you know, you don't necessarily spend to the cap thinking, hey, we're not going to make the playoffs. So, you know, hey, their mindset and how competitive the coach is, how competitive Army and Tom Stillman are, they're going to hope they put together a roster that is certainly capable of making the playoffs, and we'll see how it goes. But how excited are you for this offseason with everything that could happen? Well, you know, since I came back to St. Louis in 2004, Andy, I think that this is going to be the most interesting offseason that that I've observed. And, you know, quite honestly, I'm not sure, you know, how aggressive Doug and his staff will be in terms of trying to reload and, you know, sign free agents, make deals, things like that. I still think because of the cap, Andy, as you know, it's still really hard to make trades because so many teams are right up against the cap. And even in the offseason, I think it's hard to make trades. So, you know, I think that's sort of the wild card is is how flexible Doug can be mm-hmm. in perhaps making a few deals if he can and signing free agents. And who knows if he picks all three of those first-rounders or, or makes a deal. Um, obviously, um, there's a lot of value in first-round picks, so we'll see. But I think that um, there are still a lot of unanswered questions that – um, we have right now, um, but we'll know a lot more by, say, the end of July, right? You know, how aggressive and how successful Doug is in, in re- not rebuilding the team because I still think they have, you know, seven or eight or whatever really key pieces of, of a good hockey team. But obviously they've lost some some of their players and they need to replenish if they can and, and hopefully have a good year and make the playoffs next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. How much money do you think uh, Barbershev gets? You know, I was sort of thinking that last night watching the game. Uh, I don't know. Does five times seven sound about right to you? Yeah. Um, five you million know? for seven years. They were saying, yeah, he'll, he'll, he's going to get a seven-year deal now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of know. course. He'll get a max deal. Yeah. And it will, it will be his, you know, you know, best uh, last deal. I mean, um, but I would think he'll get at least five million a year the way he's played and, and he yeah. could have two cups on his resume, right? Yeah, I know. He, it's going to start with – listen um, – it's uh, you just never know. He could creep close to six, Johnny, depending on how many yeah. teams are after his services. You know, so yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. So good for him, for sure. There's no doubt about that. All right, listen, you've been at this for a long time, Johnny, as we have certainly well established, and I'm I'm curious as a as a veteran play by play guy, like what what do you like? in a color guy and what did Darren bring specifically that allowed you guys to mesh and develop that level of chemistry as quickly as you guys did? 
Well, I mean, he, he brought so much to the table. You know, number one, he, he's, he's a really smart guy that has the, the gift of gab. And he, he, he loves the game of hockey. He's passionate about the game of hockey like I am, like you are. So when we would come to the rink in the morning, you know, this guy was ready. And, mm-hmm. and he was ready to ask questions and talk to people and, and things like that. So, you know, he was a great analyst, um, great at breaking down the game and um, really good between the benches, better than, than a lot of guys that do it. And, and not many color guys, Andy, as you know, are between the benches. Um, but Darren had a really good knack uh, of watching the game and analyzing the game from ice level, which isn't easy because you don't have the, the best perspective at times. But at other times, you have a great perspective because you can you can see and hear things that that others can't. Like like I'm up in the booth, obviously, and, and Darren obviously got a lot of information from hearing things and, as I said, seeing things. So, you know, he was great in that role. But you know, he was also very entertaining, as we know. And you know, if it happened to be a dull game, and you know, he might make a reference to a song or or talk about his golf game or, or whatever you know he you just never knew what was going to come out of his mouth but it, it was it was you know obviously very informative most of the times and, and entertaining and um he always kept you on your toes you just never knew what he was going to do um or where he was going to go when it was his time to talk so um he he, he really was a un- he is a unique broadcaster in that he, he brings so much to the table, and I just think that when, when people watch um, one of his games, they come away and they just felt like it was a friend and someone that really made the game more enjoyable. And, you know, that's really our role is to is to help people enjoy the game and, and inform them as well. So he, he just brought so much to the table. Yeah, and, and hockey is, is supposed to be fun. Yeah, right. whether, whether you're playing it, whether you're calling the game, whether you're watching the game, you, you just want to be able to enjoy it. And he has that ability, right? He has that ability to kind of allow you to enjoy the game. He makes it fun, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. And it's genuine, Andy. I mean, a lot of people have asked me that, you know, friends of mine or whatever, you know, is, is Darren, what's Darren like off the air? And I say, you know what? He's exactly the way he is off the air as he is on the air. He, he's just full of life and he's, he's a friend to everybody. Um, he's a jokester. He, he always comes to the rink. Um, in a good mood and is passionate about the game of hockey. So it's, it's not some kind of act. And, you know, Andy, I've been, like I said, I've been, as you know, been around a long time and I'll walk into a rink with Darren and he, he literally knows everyone from the, 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 you know, the guy at the gate letting us in to the, to the elevator operator, to the press box attendant, to the stage manager and the broadcast. I mean, he knows everybody and he talks to everybody. And, you know, he, he, he's really a really friendly, outgoing guy. And um, I, I admire that. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy to be on all the time, so to speak. But uh, he never has a bad day. And, and it seems like everybody. Hey, what changed when they started implementing the, the between the benches versus having a traditional format where your, where your color, color analyst is sitting right next to you? It, was that an adjustment for you as well? And, and, and why do you think he's been so successful at doing that? And, and what are the challenges? You said, hey, not everybody can do it. And, and, and he has that ability to, uh, to really elevate the broadcast when he's down there. Yeah, I mean, there are some pros and cons, Andy, as you know and, you know, would expect. You know, the, the biggest thing is is when I have Darren sitting next to me, and, and he was sitting next to me a lot of nights when he wasn't between the benches, especially on the road, 
is, you know, you have eye-to-eye contact. And, you know, Darren knows when, if he looks at me, he knows when I'm ready to sort of take a breather and things like that and vice versa. Um, conversely, when he's down on the benches, we don't have that ability. So we, we tend to step on each other a little bit more. But I think that, you know, because we were together so long, um, Darren sort of had a uh, innate ability to to know when to jump in, and 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 I knew when he wanted to and when he should jump in. So, um, but I think that if you have a guy like Darren who's who's able to do that job really well between the benches, I think that overall it's it's beneficial to the broadcast because of again what what I said earlier is he can see things and really more importantly hear things. Darren only most broadcasters, Andy, as you know. They have they have two um, ear pads over their ears, one on each side, um, to hear the producer. But Darren was wise enough years ago to just say, "Just give me one on one ear," and then his other ear was open to hearing whatever he could hear. So he he was really smart in that, and is smart in that, in that he can hear what the referees are saying and the players and things like that. Um, and so it's it's really beneficial for, for for someone who can do that job down there to do it well. I think it adds to the broadcast. All right, describe the relationship the two of you had. Well, the relationship is great. It was it always was, Andy, and you know, we we grew up a mile apart as kids. I didn't know Darren in Ottawa, but how ironic that we're, you know, um, almost neighbors as kids. And then I got to know him really well, Andy. Um, you know, we obviously have the connection of being from Ottawa, but when I was announcing for the Avalanche, they had such strong teams that Darren was announcing for ESPN, and he would do a ton of our games. I mean, he would probably do five, six, seven games in the regular season, and then who knows how many playoff games. So I got to know him really well. And then when he joined us in 2009, obviously it started the relationship. But, you know, he's always been so so great as a broadcast partner, but really more importantly to me as a, as a friend. He saw my kids grow up and um, was great to my wife Jennifer over the years. And um, we'll be friends forever. And, I, you know, obviously I know his wife Lynn and their kids and their grandkids. So um, I, I think when you have respect for each other as, as a person – and as a as a broadcaster, uh, and as someone who loves hockey, and I think that you know Darren and I both are passionate about the game, and we have so much respect for each other. I think it helps you as broadcasters. Um, you know, you don't come into the booth anger with people and mad about something. Um, you're ready to do your job, and you respect the other person. And I think it, it, you know, in the long run, I think it makes for a better combination. And and I hope people liked it and loved it over the years because I certainly did. All right, John Kelly is with us. A few more things for him. Listen, in, in business, not everybody gets involved in everybody's business, but when, when you got the phone call from him when he told you, um, you certainly knew long before the, uh, the, the announcement was made public earlier this week, what was your reaction? Were you, were you surprised? Were you shocked? Were you stunned? Like, how, how did you react to it? Well, I heard some, some, you know, I had talked to Darren and, and, you know, heard some rumblings that, that there were some other teams, I believe teams were interested in him. And I knew that it was getting serious. Um, and I was actually driving back from, from Denver with my, my wife and daughter, Grace, and he called me and told me it was all but a done deal. And my, my reaction was um, sadness. Um, it was sort of like a punch in the gut, Andy, because I just I just know how good he is, and you know what he means to Blues fans and you know Bally Sports, 
um, such a big part of our broadcast team. And I say team, Andy. It's not one person or whatever. Um, we have great producer and Tim Paps, our director, Phil Mollica, and the entire crew. We have our, our, our Blues Hockey and Valley Sports Midwest has won national awards, and I'm proud of that, and Darren's proud of that. So we're losing a key piece of, of our team, and it's, it's hard. And also it's really hard to lose, um, not that I'm going to lose a friend, but to see one of my best friends um, no longer, you know, be in St. Louis and, and working with us. Um, so that, that was sort of the, the punch to the gut is that you, you knew that the 14 years of having him around and on buses and planes and being your your colleague is, is now over. So that's the hard part. Um, but, you know, he, he's a smart man, and he obviously made a business decision, and it's a team he grew up with and, and you know, played for. So it made some sense, but it still was uh, – when he called me that Sunday afternoon, it was – a it was um, – even though I sort of expected it was going to happen that way, Andy, it was still difficult to hear. Is it he, really was. Is he the longest tenured partner you've ever had? Yes, he is. Yeah, I was I was here in St. Louis before for only three years in Tampa, three, and then I was with Peter McNabb for nine years in Denver. And, of course, you know, Peter tragically passed away last October. And, um, you know, Peter and I had great chemistry as well. And, you know, w- w- way different announcer than Darren. He... Um, but he he was fantastic as well. So I've been I've been so lucky to work with, you know, the likes of Peter and, and obviously Bernie Federko and and uh, Jamie's come in the last couple of years and filled in, done a great job. So, um, you know, again, Andy, it's it, you know, I mean, you're part of our team. It's you're only as good as the guy sitting next to you or the person in the truck. It's it really is. It's like an orchestra, and you know everybody has to come together and work hard and be passionate, and and, and then you can make great music together. And, and I think that's why our our crew has has been so successful is because we have a lot of really good people that work hard. All right, well said, Johnny. Listen, I appreciate it. And uh, I mean, the good news is for Blues fans, we still have you. We'll still have J.K. in the booth calling Blues games for a long time. So uh, you'll you'll have some very familiar voices, obviously, when you tune in to watch the Blues and and. And um, honestly, like, I, I, I can't wait for the next season to start, Johnny, to be honest with you. This summer, you know, not making the playoffs, I feel like this offseason, it just feels longer than maybe some of the offseasons in the past. And, uh, and I, I can't wait for September training camp to roll around and obviously October when the games get going. So enjoy the time this summer with the family. I know you're driving right now, so uh, you know we'll be in touch and we'll talk here shortly. Okay, Andy, thanks for having me. Okay, you got it. We'll talk soon. That's uh, John Kelly, JK. Uh, one of the best, man. And I uh, always appreciate when he comes on with us. Um, that interview brought to you by Tesson Roofing, Brett Tesson, the best in the business. I've told you about the greener shingles. It's like a, a lotion that you put on your roof, you know? It's like massage your roof. And it keeps it healthy for years and years and years. And you save a ton of money. Brett Tesson, the American dream, had a vision, started a business, and he's blown it up to being what it is right now to the point where they are a preferred contractor with almost every major insurance company. I mean, this is obviously huge. You want to make sure that you are. Um, 25-year workmanship warranty that they offer. And they are the absolute best, man. I love our good buddy, Brett Tesson and Tesson Roofing. Give them a call today, 314-932-1042. 314-932-1042. Appliance discounters, four showrooms in the state, including the newest one in the Deer Creek Shopping Center on the Cleet Station Road in Maplewood. John Bradley is the greatest thing going 
in appliance history. I'll tell you that. They got the best customer service. I've gotten everything from them, and I'll never go anywhere else. I'm a repeat customer. Washers, dryers, refrigerators, hoods, ranges, beverage centers, everything. They're incredible. And I'll never go anywhere else, like I said. They've been around forever, and we appreciate the support we get from Appliance Discounters. Check them out online, and uh, also stop on in to any of their showrooms, including the newest one in Maplewood on Laclede Station Road in the Deer Creek Shopping Center. Uh, They're great with kids, too. You bring your kids in there. I mean, they're patient. Listen, they get it. They get it. Awesome, awesome people. All right, let's take a break. Uh, This is Hockey Sense brought to you by Four Hands Brewing Company, 314 Sports Cards. Devin Sant couldn't join us this week. He'll join us again next week. Stop on in, 9640 Ala Boulevard. Uh, Four Hands Brewing Company, uh, 1220 South 8th Street. That's where their tasting room is. Uh, of course, Dirt Cheap Fun Fun, your one-stop party shop. Download that app. Do it today. All right, Seth Close is here. I'm Andy Strickland. We'll take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up on this edition of Hockey Sense on 590 The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.